Good evening from Plughead Studios in Largo, Florida. I'm Scott. I'm Avram. And we are here with episode 583 of F5 Live, refreshing technology for Sunday, December 20th, 2020. This show is a proud part of the Tech Podcast Network. If it's tech, it's here. This week, App Fairness is expanding its ranks. Russia is expanding its outlook, and HBO Max is expanding its its reach, plus ways to prepare for 2021. Wherever you are and however you're accessing our show, whether it be on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or Snapchat, through a podcatcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Spotify, TuneIn, or a myriad of other options, through our live stream platforms, livestream.com, Twitch, YouTube, Facebook, or for a few more months, Periscope, or on our website, PluckHitsLive.com. Thank you for making us a part of your day. There are two ways that you can do that. First, you can join us live Sunday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern by going to f5live.tv slash join us. There you can chat with us during the show and give your feedback on the topics as we talk about them. Or you can always subscribe at PluckHitsLive.com slash subscribe. There you'll see all of our shows, including F5 Live, Pilchpoint, Plug Hits Live presents more, and of course, find all of the ways that you can watch, listen, and follow along. So, Avram, it is our it's our last show of of 2020. It's been a an interesting year for sure. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, no doubt, it's been a long year, but you know. Not, it's not to say that uh, 2021 won't be even longer, so who, who knows? It's true. You know, it's it's interesting, you know, kind of looking back when we were when we were sitting in Las Vegas, I don't think any of us expected that 2020 would be, you know, 83 months long. <laughs> yeah, well, it seemed, it's only long because you want it to be over, but you know, on the other hand, it's kind of arbitrary because mm-hmm. people seem to th- a lot of people seem to think that things will get better just because the year ends. And yeah. no, nope, we're that's, still gonna that's be not facing how it works. all the same challenges on January first that we were facing on on December thirty first. Although uh, for my family, it actually has been almost prescient to the day because uh, you know things started to go bad for us with. Uh, my mother-in-law's health on new year's day last year. Yeah. So that, um, so it's, it's been from, uh, from the first day, uh, uh, a bad year, but you know, I'm, I'm thankful for all the things that have, have gone well this year and, um, you know, all the, all the great tech that we've been able to, to discover and enjoy. Yeah, that's true. Uh, we've, We've gotten to to see some really interesting tech this year, starting at CES and then, you know, right right up through and including. I I, I still haven't even opened this thing yet as as a product review, so I'm literally ending the year with new stuff. So I I have like a slew, and this is making me fall behind on my actual work. I have to admit, times after hours that I'd be putting into work work I've been putting into robot work because 
you know, for uh, Christmas and Hanukkah, my son is getting a whole bunch of robot kits mm -hmm. and he expects me to, we're supposed to be putting together, putting them together together, but he's always like, oh, I got to go to bed, but can you work on it after? And it's just the little <laughs> things that are really hard. Like I actually had to get my wife to help with this. So like, here's a camera mount from a robot car that we got him, right? And this is acrylic, right? A lot of these things are made out of acrylic and you can see, like, I don't understand how they expect you to, to do this. You have to put a nut in, you have to hold the two pieces together with a nut, press a screw pressing against the nut. Uh, and when you put it in, you have to hold the nut in place while you're screwing it. You got to hold it like this. So the nut just keeps falling out and rolling on the floor and like, I don't know. They expect you to do this in zero gravity or something. I, I don't know. My wife was able to do it. She used her like long nails to like hold the nut nice. while she screwed it. But like, it, it's really, you know, it's that kind of thing. It's not like technical knowledge. That's a problem. It's the, it's the little acrylic things. And yeah. if you screw wrong, you can crack the acrylic and then your whole project is ruined. Yeah. Um, we uh i spent i was so upset this week i spent forever like working on this robot tank uh that my son and i got mm -hmm. and then you know i it was also like that with the acrylic and i get it running and he's like oh i want to try this and he turns it on and it was on the the top of the table and he's like oh i'm just using the camera part and he drove it off the table and all the acrylic pieces just cracked oh no just into pieces right uh fortunately i wrote the company and they're like yeah we'll send you the other acrylic pieces <laughs> or i mean yeah the, the the body was metal but like the camera mount was acrylic yeah so uh so because that's in like that's a month the, and a half i might get them from china that's the little blue thing but, you were showing us last week right yeah yeah not so little not so little anymore like <laughs> we have it I'm going to be very gentle with it because so yeah, this tank that. here is a Yaboom tank. So like the top of it is what broke, mm -hmm. but what was really a hassle was that the wires in the back, the uh, motor wires, right? Uh -huh. These are very, very delicate little wires and the, the they fell out of one of the motors before it even had that problem where it fell off. Yeah. So I had to solder. I had to take, I had to take this, um, like take the motor out yesterday and take out my soldering kit and like solder the wires on, but they're very, very delicate. So if it drives into anything or anything blow brushes against the little wire, it'll come out and need to be resoldered again. So our, our first tech know. challenge kids, uh, deal with that problem fairly frequently you mean wires coming out of motors yep uh-huh i don't know how why they can't make it make a better way to keep keep it on i, I you know to keep it from fall. if you have any ideas of how i can keep it from falling off again because uh, what a i'm not gonna lie what a pain i'm gonna i'm gonna pitch the question over to the kids and see if they've got <laughs> see if they've got a solution i mean what the the company did that did this is they put hot hot glue around the wires, but I think, uh -huh. but it still fell out anyway. 
So yeah. I don't know. Anyway, that always seems like a great a, idea right up until you try it and it doesn't work. Yeah. To make a long story short, you know, that's been taking up my time. And I imagine that the week between Christmas and New Year's when I'm supposed to be off, but still have to do some work to keep the site running. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to be spending an inordinate amount of time uh, putting together robots because uh, not only do we have these two kits, but uh, if the post office ever delivers it to me, I've got a whole bunch of stuff uh, of project kits coming from overseas uh, for us to for us to mess with. One that lets you make a little keyboard, a little keyboard set with Raspberry Pi. One that makes you make like a little scrolling billboard. Um, you know, a glove that use makes music when you like. I can't move the fingers. I can't wait to hear things like how that. that one goes. <laughs> Ever since you mentioned, yeah, that's that, actually I've not been, a Raspberry. I've been excited to hear how that yeah. one goes. <laughs> yeah, that that should be that should be cool. Hasn't arrived yet, but um, you know, we'll uh, we'll we'll see. Well, so on that, topic, yeah, you know, the last week will be very eventful. On on that topic, uh, we've got a little bit of a, a public service announcement. It's not in our rundown, but um, just so people know, um, all of the delivery companies are running a couple of days behind. Uh, right now, and so everybody should know this. Uh, everybody's running a couple of days behind because everybody prioritized delivering the vaccines. Um, I have a box that was supposed to be coming from a client, uh, and it was supposed to arrive on Wednesday, and here it is Sunday. Still haven't seen it. Um, and and we called we called uh, UPS, and they said, "Oh yeah." Everybody prioritized vaccines. Everybody's running late. So I think that's, I think that could be an excuse because I don't think there are that many vaccine shipments. I, it's probably there. There. What I've been hearing the whole year was that the whole few months was that they're shipping. First of all, the, obviously the postal service has a lot of issues right now. Yeah. Uh, well, the, and uh, kind of for decades, yeah. but yeah. <laughs> I mean, but when you have closed down a bunch of the sorting machines, that's going to happen, right? Yeah. Um, and then, and then you have the, you know, just more people ordering things online than ever before. Uh, so, Definitely yeah, I think things help. are just generally, generally overwhelmed. Yeah. I don't think the vaccine is. I mean, I don't know what what they know, but it, it sounds like a very nice, convenient excuse to say we're busy shipping the vaccine rather than we just can't handle this volume of regular stuff. Well, in fairness, they did make a public announcement. Uh, uh, FedEx and UPS together made a public announcement uh, when the vaccines first came out that they were going to have shipments delayed. I didn't see it, uh, but they pointed our client to the announcement uh, uh, as as why but, uh, why ours got backed up. Although it it was only supposed to be a day or two, and here it is Sunday. But and I whatever, still haven't heard anything about it. So again, whatever I don't the know, case, if you have to, I don't know exactly I was how just to say, it. Whatever the case, if you have to buy somebody a gift, here's a public service announcement: If you have to buy somebody a gift, don't, and you want it to arrive by Christmas, don't buy a digital gift. Period. Uh -huh. If you haven't already ordered it, it's too late, right? Absolutely. Uh, I mean, I just ordered some things today that that are not gifts that you know, like light bulbs or whatever. And if they 
I'm not counting on them to arrive before Christmas, but it's yeah. not a gift. But like for gift, I actually still have to get another gift for someone and it's got to be a digital gift. Yep, like absolutely. it's got to be. And there are many, many digital gifts out there that you that you could get. Um, you know, many games, e-cards, gift certificates of all kinds. So, um, so I think this is uh, that's that's what you should do. Uh, but for, for sure. uh, my one suggestion suggestion for that is to try to get someone a more personal and specific one, rather than to get them like an Amazon. A gift certificate which is like so broad that yeah. you can get anything but then it's like giving somebody cash true yeah that that that's a good point yeah you know, tr- try to think about the things that they're interested in right that's right that's always a good way of showing that you you actually considered the gift you didn't just go amazon's easy or <laughs> or or something yeah like i mean that. that's I kind of put it out there on, on, on purpose on Facebook that, that, uh, that like, you know, people should get me, people should get me an Adafruit gift certificate. That's exactly, uh, I was absolutely and, uh, thinking that about you. And I got, and I, and I got someone for my, uh, let's just say, uh, people in my family saw that, um, you know, but it's like, you know, like, so that's more specific than getting somebody like Amazon, Yeah. you know? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, that's that's so funny because when you said that, my first thought was, I I know what that specific gift would be for Abram. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. at least um, I was right. At least my mind went to the right place immediately. So there's yeah, yes. <laughs> there's that. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Well, before we get down to news tonight, um, we have a special segment that. Uh, we worked kind of together with a number of partners to put together a list of um, kind of ways to go into 2021 without some of the tech baggage of 2020. Uh, it all started because uh, I was thinking about uh, some of the things that that I do on a regular basis. And one of them is uh, checking batteries uh, during the holidays. It ramps up a little differently, but in particular, uh, I was having a conversation with somebody uh, that I have an iPhone 10 um, that the battery bulged on. The screen is is angled. It's <laughs> it's terrifying. I keep it in a little metal box because those batteries can explode, and those explosions on rare occasions can actually start a fire. So <laughs> that's why I keep it in a little. Uh, fire safe metal box just in case. Um, but be aware of things like that, right? There are things that can be harmful that you may not think about. You know, best case scenario, if it explodes, it's full of battery acid, which isn't good for whatever it touches. So um, that that's what got this started. So I put the question out to some of the Plunkett's Live staff, some of our partners. And uh, so... Uh, our executive producer, Michelle, said uh, that her thing before the new year, she's going to make sure all of her stuff is put away because especially like for for us, right? You, we, we've talked about this on air before. Well, for example, <laughs> this thing's not put yeah, away. I have a lot of stuff that's, 
that needs to be put away. Yeah, this thing's, but, this thing's not put away. It's just chilling on my desk. If you could see the other side, because, uh, you know, the other side of television isn't as glamorous. Uh, <laughs> if you could see some of the stuff just outside of my view, there, there's things that need to be put away. But partially that's because we're about to tear this place apart. Um, but, you know, we come back from an event. Maybe the backpack doesn't go away. Maybe the tripods don't get hung up, you know, that type of thing. So. That's going to be her project. Um, Danielle brought up a great point. Um, with so many people working from home for the first time, uh, a lot of people are struggling with having a space. And we've talked about this on the Pilch Point uh, months ago now. Um, but, you know, yeah. not just having a space to work, but maintaining it. Um, and so she said she's going to do a deep clean of her space and make sure it stays that way. Uh, for next year, uh, she even went through and put all the things like she's got links to all the things that she bought to to make the process easier. Um, you know, screen cleaning gel for her monitors and her laptop, uh, wire clips and uh, and trays to keep the wires uh, organized. Uh, she's got she found these cool side memo boards that clip onto the side of her monitor so she can put post-its and things and not. Uh, cover her screen. So I thought that was a pretty cool thing. Um, Kirk Corliss, who is the executive producer of Geek News Central and the host uh, of GNC Week in Review with me on Fridays, uh, he went and found a couple of tools uh, that allow you to like bulk unsubscribe from, from email lists. <laughs> Total win. Uh, That's smart. Yeah, right? I loved that idea. And then so Dave, who's who's one of our floor producers, uh, saw that and went, well, what about what about subscription services that maybe you've didn't realize you were subscribed to or maybe you don't use anymore? You and I talk about all the time. I I'm always about three days away from canceling Netflix. <laughs> uh, yeah. and, and that's the kind of thing you could find here. Maybe somebody, maybe you signed up for one of those free trials and you've been paying for it. And you didn't realize it. Uh, so he's got some, some ideas on, on how to find that. You had your hand raised, Avery. Oh, I was just going to say that that's a great idea. Yeah, okay. I have, I have one, I have, I have a similar idea. Okay. Just these that I'll throw in at the end when, okay. when we get to it. Um, uh, Terry Willingham from the foundation for community driven innovation that runs the Amrock fab lab. Uh, she talked about making sure, you know, she likes to end her year going through all the photos and stuff that she takes and keeping the things that she needs and dumping all the ones that she doesn't. Because, you know, we had, for example, during Roboticon, we had Mayor Jane Castor from Tampa at Amrock. And she mm -hmm. and I and, uh, and one of our volunteers together, we probably took 700 photos. How many did we need? Probably about 16 of them. <laughs> yeah, a lot of them aren't great. They're not well framed. There's duplicates. So she's going to go through and dump all that. And then Sarah Grossman uh, from the Drew Project uh, took that kind of one step further and said uh, the thing she does on a regular basis is she looks on her phone and finds all the weird random like screenshots and pocket photos <laughs> that she's taken uh, or, uh, you know, you, you're in the store and you take a picture of a price tag 
well, you needed it in the moment and you don't need it now. Or God forbid you're doing research on a ceiling fan like I did recently. I had 16 photos of like serial numbers and product models <laughs> so I could find a replacement piece. Well, I don't need any of that crap anymore. So uh, she's talking about dumping all of that and then going through and finding all those apps that she's downloaded and uh, never used or hasn't used in months. Uh, to get rid of them to to clear up space on our phone. So I thought all those were great suggestions. Avram, you've got one though. Yes. So it's a new feature. I mean, maybe it's not a new feature and I just discovered it, but Chrome browser, for those who use Chrome browser, which is a lot of people, mm -hmm. has a feature now where it tells you which of your passwords that things have been compromised. Um, and you can go and look at it yeah. and great see point. if, about going through and changing those. I mean, some of them it found for me are for like things that like I don't even use, mm -hmm. you know, like not even stores, but like forum that I was on years ago or whatever. But um, if you go to Chrome uh, colon slash slash uh, settings slash passwords slash check, uh, it will. Um, it will take you to the list and you can hit a button that says check again and it will actually like, go through all of your passwords uh, to see if they were on some type of dark web list. I mean, it's not foolproof, but, um, but it, it will find, um, but it finds things and I definitely, um, you know, I don't know if they're false positives. I can't really say, for sure. Right. But uh, I found some of my stuff on there and I was like, well, I'm going to go change these passwords now. Yeah. Good point. Or, or uh, if it's for, you know, an old thing, you might even close the account out. You know, there's, if you, if you can, like, I don't yeah, know, right. I actually don't know how, some of these things. I'm not even sure how I would get rid of the account. <laughs> um, but, but in some cases, maybe, but, maybe you can, close out an account and maybe that's the right thing to do. Um, so that, yeah. that, but that, that is a, is a great point. Um, and, uh, I just received a photo of, of somebody watching us on their TV, uh, feet up. It's pretty wonderful. <laughs> it's, it's actually, oh, awesome. it's actually, uh, Terry who we just mentioned in our article. Oh, great. Hi, Terry. <laughs> um, that's funny. Uh, that feature, just for reference, that feature is not yet in uh, in the production version of uh, Edge, but I did read that it was coming. So your uh, your your password thing, but yeah, that's that's a great point. Um, you know, I I regularly go and look at uh, the the compromise sites, but now that they've integrated that into into the browser, I think that's a really great idea. Makes life a lot easier. So anyway, we've got we've got details on that uh, with with links to Danielle's stuff and uh, more information about all of our contributors uh, at pluggitslive.com. And uh, with that, let's get down to the news of the week. This week's Nifty Gifties and F5 Live is probably powered by Microsoft. Whether you're looking for a new laptop, a tablet, a console, games, 
or a whole lot more. You can get them all at the Microsoft Store. And remember that current students, faculty, family, and military can save up to 10% on almost everything. And to find out about all of the products that are available and uh, the deals that are running, you can go to f5live.tv slash Microsoft. So uh, we've talked a couple of times about the foundings of this organization, but we may not have mentioned it by name. Uh, it's the Coalition for App Fairness. It is a group that was put together by Epic Games and Spotify uh, following Epic's lawsuit against Apple uh, and then Spotify's pretty loud um, objections to uh, the way uh, streaming services have been have been treated. Uh, before this week, there were 49 members. This week, uh, the 50th member of the coalition joined. Why does that matter? Not because the number is a nice round number, but because of who the, the newest member is. Um, it is uh, an organization called Digital Content Next, which is a weird name, but uh, that organization represents most of the major U.S. news publishers, including the New York Times, the Associated Press, uh, NPR, and uh, they have come on for similar but different reasons to, uh, to why most of the other publishers are there. Uh, most are there because the, uh, the strictly because of the 30% uh, hit the what what is known as the Apple tax, um, where thirty percent of your revenue has to go to Apple for using a feature that most developers don't want to use, which is the in-store payment system. Um, the digital content next has joined partially because of that, and uh, partially because recently Apple announced that some publishers would get a different rate. They'd get a 15% rate. Um, a number of small publishers and video streaming. <laughs> not music, not game, not news, but video streaming in particular was was getting a, a, a decrease in, in cost. Obviously, a lot of organizations, including Spotify, one of the founding members, uh, are not happy about this this idea of of uh, reducing the price the the fee for just a small number of apps, um, and that includes some of the news organizations who obviously don't factor into that. Um, but they also have issue with uh, Apple News Plus. And the, the control that Apple is trying to put over how news exists on its devices. Uh, so much so that uh, when Apple News Plus was announced, the New York Times pulled all of its content out of, out of Apple News entirely. Um, which was a pretty big hit to, to, to Apple and they've been working to try and get them back. It has not worked. Uh, and now they have joined the the fight against Apple's closed wall. So I, I think this is a pretty bold move uh, from this group, although they're not the first news publishers. A lot of the European uh, publishers have already been part of the group. But what do you think, Abram? Uh, uh, might, might this be the push? Things are, 
Maybe. I mean, I think Apple's trying to uh, Apple's trying to to cut these lawsuits off at the pass by making cutting their rate, but they're still basically taking they're still engaged in anti-competitive behavior no matter what you how you slice it, right? Yeah. Like no matter how you slice it, they're they're they maintain control of the app store and they're taking a cut of everything that goes in. Is is 15% more tolerable than 30% uh for those who would get the 15%, which is not being applied across the board. Maybe, but I mean, I'm sure that a lot of these publishers and Epic feel like it should be 0%. So, or, you know, or, the, or that the 30% is fair if you want to use the system, which, which, you know, right. I, from a development standpoint, I can tell you that the ease of integration, um, I've done it on Apple, I've done it on Android, and I've done it on Windows. The ease of integration is so nice. <laughs> But, you know, is that ease of integration worth the 30% cut? The developers or the publishers should get that choice. And they don't right now. And I think that's, you know, that's the point. They don't get the choice on whether or not they want to use a feature. And, and the users don't, right? right. I mean, Apple has, Apple has control. So, you know, now it's tough to get people like it's going to be if let's say apple changes the code or is forced to change the code so that somehow they allow side loading of apps or side loading of stores uh i mean that's a tough marketing challenge for whoever is is trying to to get the users to do that yeah because you have to educate them and how to do that mm -hmm. it's not i'm sure it won't be enabled by default it, you know, it's not necessarily going to be easy to to do. So, you know, it's it's hard now. As Google has shown with Chrome, like I thought Chrome would never take off because Internet Explorer was built into the operating system. Mm -hmm. You have to go out of your way just a little bit and actually download and install this this separate application. But it was a much better experience, and so people. Did it in droves. I mean, that says good things about how computer savvy uh, people are. So, you know, I think um, I think they you know they have a shot. But as far as whether this is going to push Apple further, perhaps. Uh, I mean, I think ultimately it's going to come down to uh, lawsuits. But I think what Apple is trying to do is to get these companies to maybe drop the lawsuit if we cut you a slightly better deal possibly there's also there's also some theory that that the reason why video streaming was given the 15 percent is because they're trying to woo uh amazon onto the platform officially uh to allow subscriptions uh but whatever whatever the weird reasoning is um it, i think i think they were trying to accomplish a thing and what they did was accomplish the opposite <laughs> by riling people up by going, why aren't we included in this? Well, well I don't understand. And I, th I think that just, you know, upped the ante uh, in a way that they weren't prepared for. So 
unintended side side effects, right? Yeah. Um, obviously, not a whole lot is going to happen on any of these fronts uh, with with a new new battlefront right being added by by bringing in uh, digital content next. You know, going after uh, Apple News Plus and things like that. Um, but nothing's going to happen through the holidays. Um, we probably won't hear anything particularly new until probably late first quarter of, of 2021 as as they put their plans into effect, right? They're not they're not trying to just jump in the way Epic did in the first place, you know, fists a flailing. They're trying to <laughs> put together a plan at this point and uh, a coalition to be able to 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 execute it. So we probably won't hear from them for a little while. It'll be a little quiet. Um, but my guess is when they're when they're ready to do something, they're gonna do it. So we will we will keep our eyes on it. This week's Pilch Point with Avram Pilch is proudly powered by Pure VPN. The best way to protect your privacy online is with Pure VPN. You can hide your online activities, say goodbye to regional restrictions, and improve your streaming quality. Plus, it's available for almost all of your devices. Uh, and you can get a special price and a 31-day money-back guarantee by going to pilchpoint.live slash purevpn. So, obviously, we mentioned it earlier. It's the end of the year. Uh, it's the holidays. Yep. We've got... Uh, lots of gift stuff going on. Uh, so, so what have you got for us tonight, Abram? So, uh, it's the end of the year, and at Tom's Hardware, we took this opportunity to round up the 15 best new products of the year, uh, best in terms of innovation, value, uh, you know, just really leading in their category. And we have this best of 2020 awards on tomshardware.com. So I won't tell you all of them. Let's talk about some of the, the highlights. Uh, so obviously components are a big focus for us and this was a great year for CPUs and GPUs. Uh, our pick for the best CPU was the AMD uh, Ryzen 5 5600X. Uh, now all of the Ryzen 5, oh, I mean all the Ryzen 5000 series chips uh, are great. They are very power efficient, have lots of instructions uh, per clock cycle, which means you're getting more for every megahertz there. Um, so uh, great, great new architecture. Uh, at $300, the Ryzen 5 5600X is fantastic, not only for multitasking uh, with six cores and 12 threads, but also for gaming. Uh, and it actually outperforms uh, Intel's 10 core, 20 thread core i9, 10900K uh, at 1080p gaming. So uh, this seven nanometer chip is uh, is really good. Um, graphics cards, there's been an embarrassment of riches this year, although you can't, it's hard to get them. Right. But uh, if you could get them, uh, we really like uh, the NVIDIA RTX 3080. Uh, for what you pay, you're getting really, really strong uh, gaming performance. Good enough, uh, good enough to play really well at 2K and 
even decently at 4K uh, for, well, if you could get it around $700. Uh, it's also been a great, great year for monitors. Uh, we There were so many good ones. Uh, but this is the year that we actually saw monitors go all the way up to 360 hertz. Uh, so if you are playing games at high frame rates and you want your monitor to sync with it, uh, we the our our uh, pick for monitor of the year is the ASUS ROG Swift PG259QN. Uh, this is a 360 hertz monitor. So you can play it up to 360 FPS using G-Sync, uh, using NVIDIA G-Sync, and you could, uh, you know, so if you're a professional esports gamer, that kind of thing might matter to you because it will give you more visibility into, you know, if you're, you know, doing an FPS, like shooting something that's going really uh, fast, by fast in front of you. Uh, so uh, that is, is really impressive. This was also a, a good year for gaming monitors and, and I mean, gaming laptops. Uh, Asus, again, their ROG Zephyrus G14 uh, was, is a really fantastic uh, value and uh, fantastic laptop for, uh, it, it uses an AMD Ryzen 4900HS chip. You rarely see, uh, before this year, you rarely saw really good AMD gaming laptops. But this is one uh, great screen, NVIDIA 2060 graphics. Uh, so, so really, uh, really good gaming, gaming, uh, gaming laptop. Uh, this is also a year of faster and faster SSDs. If you have an AMD system, uh, a recent AMD system, you can use PCIe Gen 4, meaning you can get much faster uh, SSDs, and the best one you can get came out this year, the Samsung 980 Pro. Uh, this can give you uh, seven gigabytes a second of read or write speed. So that that will just blow you away. Uh, and it's not that crazy expensive, uh, 229 for the one terabyte. So, you know, you're paying a bit extra, but but not terribly much so considering, considering the speed. Um, also, obviously, this was a great year for consoles. Uh, and, uh, you know, there were two major ones that came out, the PlayStation 5 or the Xbox Series X. Uh, we think the Xbox Series X, uh, because of the integration with Game Pass, is the better of the two, but they're both really good. Uh, and uh, it also, obviously, was a good year for uh, maker and computer learning products. Uh, this, uh, the best computer for kids of the year, uh, I actually have in my drawer here somewhere, is, uh, the Raspberry Pi 400. Uh, this, this system here, which is a Raspberry Pi 4 built into the keyboard with all of the ports on the back. Um, and you can get this, uh, for a hundred dollars. Well, you can get it for less than a hundred dollars, but the hundred dollar kit gives you everything you need to get started, including the book on how to use it and program and, uh, you know, a mouse and cable and the power cable and all that stuff. Uh, so it's, it's a great uh, starting point for kids who are learning how to program. Um, 
So that's pretty cool. So that's just, you know, a, a quick breeze through our list of 15, uh, 15 great products. Uh, definitely check it out on tomshardware.com, our best of 2020 awards. And, and I know you didn't, you didn't mention it, but uh, one of the products that we did an episode on of the Pilch Point is on here, the Braincraft hat for the, yes. for the Raspberry yes. Pi. Yes, uh, yes, I love that thing. Uh, I love that thing. I was thinking about whether to mention that or the other thing, but I know we've beaten people over the head with it before, but I have it here in my drawer. Uh, really cool. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, good for learning AI stuff, good for doing AI modeling. Uh, that's another thing on my list to play with more over the, uh, over the break. Uh, so that there's a embarrassment of, of riches of cool things, of cool things to play with. I'm, I'm still scanning down, down, down the list. It's interesting. The sister motherboard to the one that's powering the show right now is, is also on your list. So that's pretty exciting. <laughs> so. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of good uh, motherboards. Our favorite of the year is the Asrock X570PG Velocita. Mm -hmm. um, really nice RGB, uh, great performance. Uh, so you know, there's a there's a lot of uh, there's obviously been a lot of great uh, great tech this year. Um, the only problem was getting getting a hold of it, uh, but hopefully. Uh, hopefully, at least some of these things you'll be able to buy right now, and others put on your watch list for later. Yeah, I think I think as far as as far as uh, gadgets have been concerned this year, especially components, the uh, that's that's been the theme of the second half of 2020 is just put it on your watch list, and uh, maybe you'll get it eventually. Yeah, I mean it's. It, it it goes it goes for all kinds of products. It's not only yeah. the major ones like CPU and GPU. It's webcams. Yeah, we it's, saw that early in the year. It's everything. Yeah. Well. Oh, it's it, still. I think it's still going on. At, at least I think it's a little better the last couple of weeks. Yeah. At least we're starting to see some some like official response on the on the big box stuff, right? Walmart canceled uh, like two million pre-orders or something on on a. Uh, uh, scalpers on the the PlayStation Five, I think. So yeah, we're starting to see some response to it, but I, it it's still <laughs> hard to find these things. So, you know, it is what it is. Manufacturing, nothing has been easy this year, and manufacturing is no different. You know, even even Apple was uh, what six weeks late on the new iPhones, which is unheard of. So, you know. <sighs> been a weird year, weird year for lots of things hardware <laughs> being no exception well abram that's that's a great list i have interacted with a number of number of them either through you through the pilch point this year uh which is fun or uh physically here in the studio so <laughs> that's it's it's always fun to see uh something that you have hit a best of list it means you made a good decision so <laughs> uh as always, uh, thanks for, for bringing that to us. And uh, I want to thank you, as always, for, for the last year of really great 
uh, topics. We've talked about some really cool stuff this year and some really unfortunate but helpful topics like having to build a home office uh, on the on almost the spur <laughs> of the moment. You know, we've we've had to get into some weird topics, but you know, I I think we've had some really great. Uh, really great topics on the Pilch Point this year. So, as always, thank you, Avery. Oh, well, thank thank you. It's always a pleasure. All right. And uh, for for those of you who are watching this kind of in time, uh, this is our last Pilch Point of the year. And uh, we will be back with the Pilch Point just in time for uh, CES 2021, which is so weird to say because we won't be together, but we will be uh, making making the the virtual platform work you know it'll be similar to a normal show for us uh as as yep. far as our pre-show is concerned so uh, we will see you back in yep. 2021 it'll be easier now because i won't have to you know run back to my hotel room or anything yeah right <laughs> not going anywhere <laughs> yeah won't I, have a problem doing it the sunday before true that's true and if you, I, if you want to i won't have a problem and i will get to sit in this chair over there uh, with the new <laughs> backdrop and uh, it'll be a pretty normal, pretty normal show. So anyway, we will see our, our viewers back in 2021. week's Extra Life and F5 Live is proudly powered by Razer. Get all the accessories you need to up your game on your PC, console, or mobile device from Razer. Whether you're looking for a gaming mouse and keyboard like we use here in the studio, a webcam and light for your Twitch stream, a controller for your phone so you can use your Xbox Game Pass subscription, or an entire gaming setup like the Razer Blade 15, you can find it all at Razer by going to f5live.tv slash Razer. All right, so we talked about it on the Pilch Point last week before we had all of the information because the story has definitely evolved since last Sunday. Of course, I am talking about Cyberpunk 2077. Before we start on that topic, uh, our more astute viewers may have noticed that my drink tonight is the wrong color, and that is because... I figured it would be fun and kind of funny to drink the Cyberpunk 2077 cola <laughs> during the show since we're going to be talking about the game. So this is actually the the official uh, drink of the game, and <laughs> this is what I've had all night. What? It, ooh, are you, careful. You might crash. <laughs> we don't know what that's going to do. Have you drank it before? Nope, I figured, you know what? <laughs> I, it's, it's It might the, slow you down. It's the theme of the game. Everything's unpredictable. Might as well lean into it. <laughs> in fairness, I do have water off camera too, just in case something went horribly wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so I was prepared so, for the possibility. So what does it taste like? It's a fair question. I can't place the flavor. My brother messaged me before the show and said, um, do you want to know the secret? And I said, no, <laughs> I want to see if I can figure it out on air. 
I have not been able to nail it down yet. It's definitely cola with a, a kick of something. But I don't know. I saw my phone light up. I was wondering if that was him finally answering the question. Uh, I don't know. I don't know <laughs> what it is. Where does one get this? I got it from is him. It the supermarket? So I don't I got oh. it from him. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but uh, if if you are not one of the people who is looking to uh, to escape uh, the game entirely, or maybe you are and it doesn't matter, um, we are in no way associated with Rockstar Energy or the game or this drink. But uh, there's codes under the cap there. The, the cans cost like a buck fifty a piece, but there's a dollar Xbox code under the cap, and there's a code for like a month of Comixology. So uh, basically, they're free if you use the codes. That's the reason why he got them. <laughs> ah, that's that's interesting. I'm wondering if you could compare that with Jolt Cola and do a face off. Interesting. I I don't know. Can you still get that in in, Cal- in Florida? Oh, uh, certainly not. <laughs> um, well, so so the joke that Avera made at the top, Adam is laughing at me. He is almost certainly watching the show and responding. Um, so, uh, yes. So the joke that Avera made about crashing is kind of the topic. The topic is that uh, there have been all kinds of weird problems with this game, particularly when it comes to um, the console versions. Um, because they're not, it's not available on the new consoles yet, only the old ones. And the company never showed the gameplay on the old consoles. Possibly never actually... Okay, the answer is Cherry Cinnamon. Um, so, uh, they possibly never actually played it on the old consoles because it does not seem to work. Um, people have been complaining basically since launch, um, in our Florida gamer group, um, people have said that, uh, the longest that they've been able to play is 45 minutes before a hard crash occurs. Um, it's been pretty rough. I know... I know Tom's hardware has been tracking all kinds of interesting issues. We talked oh, about an AMD thing last all week. All cyberpunk all the time. Yeah. And it certainly hasn't gotten better in the last week. Although in- interest has been kind of, you know, not as high as it was last week. But, um, yeah, uh, Microsoft is still selling it, but added a performance warning uh, to the Microsoft Store, uh, to the listing for Xbox, the Microsoft Store. Uh, we just put up an article on how it scales different, um, how it scales in different CPUs. We also put up an article for those who, who want to try to play this at any cost on a PC. Uh, by any cost, is any cost to um, to graphics quality on how to play it on integrated or low end graphics. Uh, so there are there actually, if you're on a PC and it's being slow. There's a lot you can do mm-hmm. if you're willing to sacrifice, uh, you know, special effects, shadows, uh, you know, resolution, things like that. I mean, we we were able to get it to run at 30 FPS on uh, integrated AMD graphics, but you know, I wouldn't necessarily enjoy that experience. Sure. 
but yeah, it's the performance, you know, has been taking a hit everywhere. Right now I'm, I'm working on a story about somebody already has done this. I'm just trying to reproduce it. Uh, someone actually has been able to play it. So you're talking about how it can't run on like Xbox, Xbox one and PlayStation four, uh, which are, you know, recent, which are last gen consoles, but still most more, a lot more people have them than have the new ones. Um, but you can make it run on a Raspberry Pi. Uh, it might run like a slideshow, but if you use Steam Link, you can do that too. So there's ways, you know. That uh, that's that's actually really interesting. I'm I'm curious. I've not I've not looked into it. Can you run uh, Cloud Ready on uh, on a Raspberry Pi? That would be interesting. Anyway, not the topic. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, GeForce Now you can, and by the way, you can play Cyberpunk on GeForce Now. Mm. So that's another that's another solution for people who have a PC. And I think you may even be able to play GeForce Now on a phone. Can um, but uh, people who have a almost PC anyway, not iOS. <laughs> yes, uh, but you can. Uh, it is one of the games that you actually can play on GeForce Now. And so if you buy it through Steam or and also it plays pretty well on Stadia. So uh, although you have to buy it separately via Stadia. So if you want to play, I guess what I'm saying is despite there are many problems on console, but if you want to play it, there are ways to play it. Even if you don't have fantastic hardware, fantastic PC hardware, uh, because you can play, GeForce now you can play through the browser. I think Stadia you could play through the browser. Um, so, um, so you know if if you're if you've got a decent PC uh, or a not decent PC and you use cloud gaming, uh, you you can play this game. But for those who are on console, uh, it looks really bad. Uh, and console people are experiencing what PC gamers have experienced for years, which is sometimes the game comes out and it doesn't work great out of the box. Yeah. And you got to wait for the patches. Yeah. Um, uh, no, no Man's Sky was a, a great example of that conver- uh, that that concept uh, fairly recently. But in in this case, part of what has happened is that the game came out before the publisher wanted it to. There were all kinds of delays. And I think they felt pressured into releasing it faster than it was really ready to be released. And, you know, you cannot, you cannot both complain that a game is taking too long and that it doesn't work when it's released too soon. But that's a whole different topic. <laughs> I mean, they had like the game, they, weren't they working on this game for like six years? I mean, it is, yeah. uh, I mean, I guess the problem is expectations could never really be be met. Uh, maybe what they should have done, I don't know how feasible this is from a marketing perspective, was just come out with the PC version and save the consoles for later. Uh, because the PC version, I mean, look, yeah, I mean, I think some people have had issues with it, no doubt, but, um, you know, it, it works a lot better. And if you have decent hardware, it'll it'll play okay. So... You know, you should uh, now. There are obviously other other things going on with it, but 
I, th I think, um, I think generally the, the, the thing is they didn't have time to test it. Yeah. Now there's all these stories about the employees being angry at the, um, being angry at the, at the management, at the company that makes it mm -hmm. CD project red. And then there's, I don't know, it's, uh, it, it, it all just strikes me as very sad. I mean, they probably should have, they probably should have delayed it. Yeah, for sure. Well, for those of you who may have purchased it on console, um, there were some challenges early on, uh, with wanting to return it. Uh, CD project red, uh, tweeted something earlier this week, an official apology. Um, and that apology came with a statement that was very confusing because it talked about returning the game to on the Xbox store on the PSN store. Um, and then it turned out, Oh yeah, you couldn't actually really do that. Uh, especially on PlayStation. Um, and then like, like Avram mentioned earlier, uh, Xbox has a performance warning on the store, but has left it. PlayStation has pulled it entirely. Both companies are offering refunds and, uh, and CDPR has offered if a retailer won't take the game back, if you bought it in a retail store and the retailer won't take it back, they will. So they're definitely trying to save some face at this point, but it is a complicated story. Uh, cause is like, I mean, just in the last couple of minutes, you detailed so many, so many unique and yeah. and intricate there, issues. There was also a patch. They're patching it all the time. Like yeah. they, they came out with, they said that they weren't going to patch stuff till January and February, but then they issued a patch Friday night. Mm -hmm. It was supposed to improve performance. So I, perhaps I'm playing dumb here, but, but if you bought this game and you really wanted to play it and it's giving you problems and you know they're going to patch it, why would you return it? Why not just put it down for a month and come back. I, I completely agree. In fact, um, the, the statement, the apology, the, the kind of confusing statement said, we would appreciate it if you would give us a chance. Well, that, that was how the, the thing started. We'd appreciate it if you give it a chance. We understand you're upset. Please give us a try. But if you're not pleased with the game on your console and don't want to wait for updates, you can opt to refund your copy. So, you know, there might be some more casual people who got it because of the hype um, and were unhappy uh, that may not understand what's going on. Obviously, those people who pre-ordered it and have been following the story for years and, you know, watched the E3 press conference and all that stuff, they're not going anywhere. They're going to they're going to ride this this I mean, uh, horse one, until it's out of energy. But <laughs> one I mean, one possibility, though, is that the people who might want to return it so they could buy it on a different platform. That's a possibility. Like if too. you, cause I mean, it'll, I, I'm sure they'll do something to make it get better on those old platforms, but at the same time, you probably won't have as great an experience. Sure. So if you have a good, if you have a decent PC and you bought it for the PlayStation four, for some reason, maybe you wanted to play it in a living room or something like that. Uh, then, uh, then maybe that is a good idea to, to because the PC version seems to have a lot less problems. And, uh, you know, if you've got decent hardware, the, the sky is the limit um, for running it. So um, I also don't know if uh, if the game comes with next gen upgrades, which I assume that it will. Uh, 
for best performance, you want to take advantage of the next gen upgrade. Yeah, it sounds like it sounds like uh, if you bought it for Xbox One or PS4, you'll get the Xbox Series or the the PS5 version uh, when it's available. So maybe that's why you bought it for <laughs> for the current gen uh, is for that that upgrade later. But I mean one one thing that. You know, here's my. I'm sure they're. I'm sure that CD Projekt Red, the company made it, is watching right now. And so, here's my advice to them: what they could do, call Google up and ask Google to give everybody a temper, like a a Stadia trial to run it on Stadia, while while they're awaiting the patch, uh, because it runs well on Stadia. And this would be an opportunity for Google to get people trying Stadia. Yeah. And this would be an opportunity for CD Projekt Red to give people a can't miss uh, copy that works. So it's a clever if you idea. have a computer of, or even a phone, it'll run on your phone. Yeah. So including on, on iPhone in the browser. <laughs> right. So, I mean, you, you can, that works. We tried it. We have an article. I mean, among our many cyberpunk articles, if you search on Tom's hardware, uh, Andrew, uh, senior editor, Andrew Friedman tried it. So it, and it worked well. And uh, interestingly, in, in the promo at the top of the segment, when I mentioned a device for your mobile device, uh, those controllers are specifically designed to work for things like Stadia and uh, Xbox Game Pass. So that's a great way to play it too. It's almost like playing it on a Switch. Um, I I have one and th- that I use for Xbox Game Pass and it works real well. It kind of feels like you're on a Switch and that's not a bad thing. So, you know, it would... The, you're right, you know, working with Stadia would be a brilliant move and uh, they won't. <laughs> it's a great yeah, idea. it would be good for google too yeah, right i mean google would want google needs to get more people to try stadia so yeah that would be a great idea it's free business advice guys i'll tweet them i'm sure they'll take my advice This week's news for the tubes on F5 Live is probably powered by Rift Tracks. Make fun of movies or let these guys do it for you. Mike Nelson, Bill Corbett, and Kevin Murphy, the former stars of Mystery Science Theater 3000, are back and doing what they do best. Creating commentaries for Hollywood blockbusters, B-movie oddities. It's like watching a movie with your funniest friends. And you can find all of the feature films, the short movies, the... uh, TV episodes and live events all by going to f5live.tv slash riff tracks with an X. Oh, so if there's one thing that we all know, if there's one truth in the world, it's that the internet is a dangerous place. Uh, it kind of always has been. Um, things have always evolved. You know, there were there were Nigerian prince scams decades ago. Those have gotten better. Fishing has gotten more sophisticated. You've got, you know, uh, 
fake profiles on Facebook and Instagram that try and steal your contact information. But malware. Malware continues to be a big part of the dangers online. We've talked in the past about, you know, being careful what you download on your own computer, clicking links, and when they pop up and say, uh, we're installing something. No, thank you. Uh, if that's not what you meant to do, uh, don't do it. But in some cases, it happened kind of out of view. And that's what happened uh, several months ago, but was only revealed this week with a product called SolarWinds. If you've never heard of it, that is okay. It is, uh, unless you're an IT manager for a large organization, you probably shouldn't have heard of these guys. Uh, the software is used for managing and monitoring uh, network computers remotely. Um, an update was compromised several months ago, I believe eight months ago, something like that, and by the the seemingly innocuous sounding uh, Cozy Bear, uh, which turns out to be a Russian state-sponsored hacking group, and they put a backdoor into an update that gave them uh, direct access to something like 18,000 uh, customers' worth of networks. Among those customers, the U.S. government, including the Department of Defense. Um, so they're... Obviously, there are a number of problems here. Having a direct backdoor into the DOD's computer systems, not great. Having Russia with the keys to that backdoor, even worse. Um, but not knowing what happened is the worst. Uh, it, is, it is currently estimated that it could take up to 20 years uh, of forensic research to figure out exactly what was uh, accessed. And by that point, it's too late. So what are they going to have to operate under the assumption that every file is out in the wild? Every secret that the DOD had on these networks has been compromised. That's not a good place to be, right? Yeah, no, no joke. Uh, also, you know, what private customer, I mean, you know, the government's going to, the U.S. government is going to handle or not handle its own business. Mm -hmm. uh, and as uh, private citizens, there's not much we can do about it. Right. But um, we can feel bad about it. But uh, I do worry about stuff where my own data might have been compromised, right? Like, Microsoft. what are some of the things where we might have had accounts? Microsoft so, systems uh, had had solar winds uh, installed in certain places. Yeah. I mean, so far no one has said like change your password or something. I don't know if, but do they even know? Nope. And, and so yeah. that leads us to uh, major problem. Number two, uh, a, the people who, the companies and the networks that are affected don't know what may or may not have been accessed uh, or whether the backdoor was was utilized on their systems. Uh, but on the other side, SolarWinds is a very low-level uh, piece of software. Uh, and because of that, it's possible that the servers that have been compromised are done. 
there may they may not be salvageable uh, without a complete reset, which is essentially the the equivalent of replacing the server. Um, that's that's not good either uh, for so many reasons. Obviously, the the amount of cost involved in this is going to be exorbitant, whether it be the government or Microsoft or any of the other 18,000 customers, including other foreign governments. Um, the, the British government was using solar winds and, and a number of others. Um, the cost is going to be exorbitant. And so <laughs> there used to be in it, there were two main tenants uh, and they have annoyed those of us who are not in it forever uh and because of that we have seen some of the rules be laxed or skipped entirely in in recent years the first is that you don't use unproven software solar winds was unproven software it's a it's a fairly new system it hadn't been you know massively tested before everybody jumped onto it um, and so that's always a problem, you know, putting something from an organization that is fairly unknown onto mission critical hardware uh, is always a bad idea. The second is you never do updates on mission critical software without massive security and uh, integration testing. How often, Avram, when Microsoft puts out a major windows update do we have to write and talk about all the things that have gone sideways because there's because yes. there's so many things they're trying to you know so many different pieces of equipment they're trying to to touch even apple in this last update took out old computers uh with with a, a thing where you you're typing and everything's in slow motion and dropping keys that was a huge pain uh but, you know, that happens all the time. And, and so why do, that's why your, com, your company laptop is almost never up to date on Windows updates because IT is testing it. And yet, yeah, and so, yet here we are. So if you, I, I, you know, on any given day, I dare anyone to go into Google News and type Windows update and see what the bad news is. Mm -hmm. So like a most recent Windows 10 update is causing system lag and crashes. There was something with messing up data on, on SSDs uh, that I saw recently, mm -hmm. uh, high CPU usage. Uh, and, uh, you know, that's Microsoft. Microsoft, you know, is a giant company that should be able to do better, right? And so... And literally, um, the, the last... I mean, this this was done a number of years ago. Microsoft was the 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 second most stable software developer. Uh, they had the least number of bugs per thousand lines of code, second only to NASA. Now, NASA still right. smashed a an orbiter into Mars, but <laughs> um, yeah, everybody makes mistakes. But Microsoft at one point was was the second most stable software developer, and they still have these kinds of problems. Which is why IT IT organizations don't roll out Windows updates automatically. <laughs> I uh, yep. in my office uh, on my main computer, uh, 
the the one that we edit the show on and stuff uh that was that was delayed that's delayed on on windows updates usually six to eight weeks because i want to hear what problems people are having before before i risk it and yet something this low level this mission critical didn't go through security audits before being installed that seems insane to me i i should also i should also point out that uh now i hope that some of these computers that were had the most sensitive information were air gapped uh which uh, for our audience benefit that means that they weren't connected to the network and have right? never or been, they connected to some other network i have never been connected um, to the internet Never been connected to the internet, but can they be? Can an air gap computer be connected to other computers? Yes, but none of them can be connected to the internet. None of them could have ever have ac- right. have had access to the internet uh, for it to still be called air gapped. Right. So there has been uh, apparently somebody came, a researcher came up with a way to turn RAM into into a Wi-Fi signal that sends data from air gapped yep. computers. Yep. I also saw something, I mean, this seems like more of a stretch, but um, some people have come up with ways of recording keystrokes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, you'd have to have a sound recorder mm-hmm. and know the exact cadence of the keyboard, but apparently you can tell what letter someone is hitting, possibly. Um, if you knew the keyboard there, there is a thing that came out a couple of years ago. There was a security researcher who was able to, uh, uh, determine the data that was being read and written on a spinning drive, uh, based on sound. That's crazy. I know. <laughs> I didn't realize there was a way to turning the sound into data. Like that's, I know. Uh, that was a fascinating research paper to read, <laughs> um, but but more you know, reason to use an SSD, indeed. Um, but you know those are those require access, right? Those require physical access to the computers. This did not. This just required hacking into SolarWinds update system and compromising an update. Oof. It's impressive. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's one of the, and I'm going to preface this by saying that it's like super villain level evil, but it's also super villain level clever, right? It's, it is an unbelievably clever hack to have found the one, you know, this one seemingly small company, obviously small enough that it was easy to get in and they didn't know to their update system and change an update to affect most of the internet. <laughs> it, it's clever. Yeah, that, it's I mean, diabolical, well, but it's clever. I think that really points out that the IT department should not have been using this company. I mean, mm-hmm. we were talking about, you were talking about how they shouldn't use unproven software, but when, when people I work with have a problem with their IT department, it's not because the IT department has decided to use unproven software. It's because, hey, I want to use 
I want Photoshop on my computer. Oh, well, we don't, we don't know if that's proven software or, you know, whatever. I want this yeah. keyboard macro thing, Yeah, you like, know, like, like Photoshop. that's not stuff that can do this. Photoshop, which is like yeah. quite literally the most proven of software, you know? Yeah. Um, you know, or, or, or whatever. I used to work at a company where like, you know, maybe this makes sense now, but you'd have stuff running that would nag you to update it like QuickTime or whatever, like the QuickTime plugin. And every single time this would nag me, I have to call it IT department. Listen, can you just type in your password so this thing can update itself? I don't know. Yeah. Is it good? I have to test it. Well, you think you know you're going to test it more than Apple? Like, uh, <laughs> but, the, but at the same time, you know, at the, at the same time, you can see why there's a problem. But yeah. This is a problem, not because uh, the end users wanted something to improve their 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 life. Right. It's because the IT department wanted something to improve their life. Yes. And it wasn't, and it had high level access. Right. Or low level access. It had yeah. it had access to everything. Yeah, and and that's that's always a frightening place to have software, and if it's not. Honestly, if it's not from your server vendor, it's probably the wrong thing, just in general. Uh, and even if it is, it might not be the right thing because, you know, we've seen, uh, what, a year, year and a half ago, Lenovo had, had issues with, with malware pre-installed on laptops and things. So, so even, even if it's pre-installed, it may not be uh, the right management system. But, you know, it's... <sighs> It's such a weird and complicated story. And there were so many places where red flags should have been going up and everybody seems to have just ignored them. Um, when the exact same people, like like you were saying, QuickTime, I've got a client laptop uh, in, in my office that the little Windows update icons had a, a big red exclamation point uh, for weeks because <laughs> it's all kinds of concerned about something and yeah, they're not worried about it because they're testing the update. And yet here we are not testing the update on literally the most mission critical possibility. So, I mean, this is, this is a mess for a lot of people. And, uh, I don't know that we'll ever know quite the scope of, of what happened. I don't know that it's possible that we'll ever know the full scope. So. This week's DRM not included in F5 Live is probably powered by Amazon Prime. In addition to your free shipping, you get a lot of benefits, including free music with Amazon Prime Music. Free TVs, movies, and documentaries with Amazon Prime Video. Free games and a free subscription with Amazon Prime Gaming, uh, your subscriptions on Twitch, and a whole lot more. And right now we have uh, quick links to all of those features and more, plus a 30-day free trial if you're not currently a subscriber, and an option to uh, give Prime as a gift if uh, you know somebody who is a big Amazon Prime user, Michelle. Uh, We've got all of that available by going to f5live.tv slash prime.
So after that, la- the last two stories, which have been pretty harsh, uh, I wanted to kind of end on a on a positive announcement note. Uh, uh, HBO Max is officially available on Roku. Uh, <laughs> it's been it's been kind of a running joke within within our group. <laughs> you know, is is HBO Max ever coming to Roku? You know, it only makes up you know sixty eight percent of all streaming. Uh, are they ever going to get it? I could probably build a, a Roku app tonight and have it published tomorrow. What's going on? Uh, whatever was going on and whatever negotiations had to happen have finally happened. If you had an old HBO app uh, on your Roku, it will uh, update to HBO Max. If you did not yet have it installed, uh, maybe you were not a an HBO Go or an HBO now subscriber and you are a max subscriber and you need to download it it is available for you and hbo max is also officially available on the playstation 5 so uh that leaves the switch as the only uh currently produced gaming console to not have it because the ps4 xbox one and xbox series s slash x have uh had it since launch um PS5 is now in there. Uh, Switch is the only thing that's missing. But Switch isn't really used as a media device the same way that the other guys are. Um, so I think it's officially available in all the important places at this point. So that's that's a good thing for a lot of people, including you, Avram, right? Yes. I was very excited to read about this. So apparently... Uh, it, it was a matter of money. I didn't realize this, but Roku, mm-hmm. Roku gets a cut. Uh, gets a cut. I guess they they you can buy the H, HBO Max through it, or you could buy HBO Go through it. Mm-hmm. Um, so they wanted a certain cut, and HBO didn't want to give it to them, and 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 that's what happened. But uh, thankfully, that's been resolved because I was about to order. And hope it would come in time a fire stick so yep. I could watch uh, Wonder Woman on Friday because uh, uh, that's something my wife and I have been really looking forward to. Yeah, uh, uh, to watching Wonder Woman 1984. So, uh, so now we'll be able to do it. And I'm just looking through the cool stuff that's on HBO, that's on HBO Max right, that's on HBO Max right now, and. Um, they have. I didn't even realize this. They have a giant section of Looney Tunes. Uh-huh. Like, I think the classic ones and newer ones. They've got a whole bunch of, of like Looney Tunes things. All the stuff that's on HBO, uh, obviously. Um, but, you know, let's see. They've got Adult Swim stuff, Cartoon Network things. Turner Classic Movie. I didn't even realize they have Turner Classic Movies mm-hmm. on here. Wow, this is better than I thought. Yeah. So, uh, oh, my mother would actually like this because they have Golden Age musicals. Really? Now that I didn't know. That's. Yeah, they have. Uh, you know, I don't know. So it's uh, definitely, I don't know how many they have, but it's pretty cool that they, um, 
you know, it's not necessarily easy to find old movies and old shows. I think Prime actually does a better job of this than Netflix. You can actually watch some older older stuff on Prime. Um, but, uh, yeah, so, I mean, it's, it's definitely, I mean, it's an expensive service, but if you were going to have HBO or you might have HBO, or you, if you already have HBO through cable, you may have it already, right? Um, it's, you know, and then, of course, you've got the originals, like... Um, like, uh, did I mention on our on our last show that I got to watch? Uh, by the way, I got to uh, that I got to watch uh, was it at Class Action Park, which was uh, a documentary, an HBO Max uh, exclusive documentary about uh, Action Park, which up here in the Northeast yes. was a was a big thing. I don't, uh, we may have talked about that with, off air. To be fair. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that was, uh, I kind of recommend that, but it also <laughs> is kind of that the framing of it was made me a little bit uneasy yeah. that they were a little flippant about some of the stuff when people died. Um, but, uh, and then, I mean, I want to watch, they have uh, Raised by Wolves, which is a Ridley Scott based uh, sci-fi show. So, um there's uh there's some interesting interesting stuff on here i definitely uh especially now that you can watch it on roku because i mean mm-hmm. if you have a tv that's the best way to watch to bring you know streaming to your tv so or maybe it already is the tv that you're on is a roku tv because i couldn't not <laughs> yes that's it's, true that's it's true. There's, so there's prevalent it's so prevalent that that this screen that I'm, it's just out of frame. Or if you're watching live, it's just barely in frame because I moved the camera today. The the TV that Abram's on here next to me uh, is a is a Roku TV because I couldn't find one that wasn't. That's how prevalent it is, and and it it's the reason why it accounts for. I think the number is sixty eight percent of uh, of uh, what of streaming is done through Roku. So, yeah. Anyway, so it's it's a big yeah. deal. I'm I'm very glad to hear that it that it's there. Um, it it ends a very long running joke uh, on on several shows, including this one in GNC Weekly. Uh, so, <laughs> hooray! Obviously, the timing was very important for 1984. Like that's. That's the reason why the timing was so important. They had to be on Roku before Christmas. And if they were not last week, it wasn't going to happen. So, uh, all right. Well, that is our show and our year. Thank you to those of you who joined us live. We've had some people in the chat room, uh, including, uh, I don't know, Chuko Games, who uh, came to us care of our our videos on the Monster Illuminescence products. Um, thank you uh, for joining us tonight, uh, and and thank you for our regular listeners and viewers for joining us all year. Obviously, we very much appreciate uh, our listeners and our viewers. Uh, we do the show for you. Uh, <laughs> uh, we do the the show for you, not for us. So. 
uh, we're glad to see that so many people enjoy it. In fact, uh, just some interesting numbers. Uh, this year in 2020, we had as many unique views on YouTube as we have in our entire history coming into this year. Uh, so we doubled our views just in 2020. So thank you uh, everybody for making that happen. Uh, that's super exciting. We also doubled our YouTube subscribers. Uh, and for the first time ever, 2020, uh, we had a, a combined over 1 million uh, unique views between YouTube and our RSS feeds. So uh, that's that's a new milestone for us. So thanks thanks to everybody. We're, I, Danielle and I were all excited about that number earlier. Uh, that's, a, that's a big place to be. So uh, that is all because because of our, our listeners and viewers. So so thanks on that. And again, Abram, thank you for another great year of uh, F5 Live. Oh, and the thank Pilch you. Point. It's, it's such a pleasure doing this every week. It's uh, it's just uh, an honor to be able to, to do it. Can't wait. Can't wait to come back in 2021. And uh, when will we be back? The eighth. No. The eighth is the first episode of GNC Weekend Review. Uh, so that are we doing makes... it the third? Or are we doing it the tenth? So probably not the third. It's going to come down to uh, where we are in the studio build, which was going to be my next topic. Uh, when we come yeah. back, this is all going to look different. If you're watching us and not listening, um, we have been working on uh, a new backdrop right there you can't see it but i can <laughs> um because we've had this for a very long time this will be staying we'll use this for things like uh plug it's live unboxed and how to and things like that and uh, f5 live and pilch point will spin over to the new studio next year so it'll all come down to how far into the build we're using this time down to finish the build so we'll see <laughs> We'll keep everybody posted on how it goes. Uh, next weekend is going to be our hard build time. So anyway, oh, the music is coming to an end. Give me a second and we will kick it back on again. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, so yeah, so next weekend is going to be our hard build and we'll see how it goes. We might need another weekend. So we'll keep everybody posted. And again, thank you to everybody. We have... Uh, just because F5 Live and the Pilch Point aren't on doesn't mean we don't have new content because I've done it a couple of times. I've still got an unboxing of this product here that I have to film. It might be done tonight. Uh, so there's there's still content coming. So, so uh, keep an eye out for that. And on behalf of the staff that's not here, I'm Scott. I'm Avram. And we will see you next time and next year. Have a great holiday. Have a great new year. And we'll see you in 2021.